Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This episode of Outlander Cast is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Listen, guys, I've got my number one best-selling mascara. It's a 4D fiber lash mascara. It gives you the look of false eyelashes. If you want to have the best eyelashes all season long of Outlander, so you look flipping fantastic, got to tell you, you can not only get them at MinuteWithMary.com, but because you're a listener of Outlander Cast, you get it at a serious discount. This month, the month of March, Blake's birthday, Princess Month, he got to choose the product and he said, I want everybody to have flipping fantastic lashes. So head on over to MinuteWithMary.com slash discount to grab your mascara at a serious discount. Hello, this is Pat from Cochabamba, Bolivia. And you're listening to Outlander Cast with Mary and Blake. So, what do I love about Outlander? Hmm, let me think. Oh, I know. Absolutely everything. Yes. Okay, enjoy. Bye. All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I am extremely happy to report one thing, one very important fact. Mary, are you ready for this? Yeah. I do not have the coronavirus. <laughs> it is running rampant through the country now, and I'm happy to report that I don't have it. Oh, we're so relieved. That was really awkward. Why is that awkward? It's the I truth. Don't know. It is the truth. It's the truth. We're safe. We're healthy. We're fine. We it's don't have the coronavirus. State. We're, we're okay. It's in Rhode Island. Wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands. Don't touch your face. You know, uh, all that you know, jazz. You know, it's okay. Yes, it is okay. Well, today we're going to be talking about the episode Free Will, which was so crazy. Okay, we already talked about how Stephen King and Outlander had a baby, and it was this episode. Hold on to your butts. Get the smell of goats stuck in your nose because this is the episode we're going to be talking about. And today is all about listener feedback. That's right. All about you guys. It's agenda free. No matter what we say, we you know what? We've already said it all. It's all it's all on record. You listen to the last episode. It, it is what it is. You can hear all of our thoughts today. As always, we like to give you guys uh, the platform uh, that you deserve. Your voices are just as important, if not more, than mm-hmm. ours. So Agreed. it's listener feedback time. That's how it goes. I know. And joining us today, actually, is one of our executive producers, and she is here up on Skype with us. Her name yes. is Nadra Asaf. Nadra, why don't you say hi? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Actually, 
where what time it is where you are. Yes. And um, and tell us a little bit about your Outlander obsession. Okay, well, first, hi to both of you, and thank you so much for having me uh, be a part of this. This is absolutely amazing because um, now I get to see what it actually looks like um, because I listen to you always. This is my first Facebook Live, I guess, quote, unquote, because where I am right now, it's 3 a.m. or shortly. It's actually 3.30 a.m. almost. Um, Dedication. I'm I'm in Lebanon. I'm in Lebanon. And um, I am a university professor. I'm actually the chair uh, of a department that has in it a performing arts degree. And I am a dancer slash choreographer. So um, I teach at the university here. It's an American university. And that's why I'm here. Um, I live in a small town uh, called Biblos, which is actually one of the oldest living, uh, continually living civilization uh, towns. So we are a UNESCO heritage town. It's very beautiful. And my, as for, oh, well, originally though, I was born in Dallas just very quickly and grew up in the States. My father is Lebanese. My mother's an American. She's actually a Cherokee Indian. They met and uh, got married and raised a family. And now I'm in my father's country teaching uh, people to dance, basically. Wow. I love but it. For my, out- for my Outlander um, experience, I actually am a book reader, first and foremost. And I really, what I love about this podcast is that one of you is a book reader and one of you is not. Uh, because <laughs> I'm one of those people who equally enjoy both the show and the books. Mm-hmm. I don't really ever complain. I don't expect the show to be the book and I don't expect the book to be the show. So... Um, I love, that's why I love your podcast. It's because of what you two bring to it. Oh, thank Um, you. I started reading the books in 1993, which seems now like a really long time ago. (laughs) 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 And um, I'm going to tell you a funny about how I came about the show. So um, in Lebanon, season one, started playing when the States was on hiatus, when you had the first part, remember, and mm-hmm. then there was a break. So we watched it in, a, in its entirety. We started when you guys were off, and then we kept going with the second part along almost the same time. But being someone who doesn't really follow a lot of stuff on um, the internet, I didn't even know that there was a show in the making. I mean, here are these books that I've loved and everything. I didn't even know that this was going to happen. Wow. So one night around 10 p.m., I'm at the house and I'm thinking, I don't really want to go to bed. Let me see what's on TV. You know, one of those things. And I turn it on and it's episode one has already started playing, obviously. So I don't know what I'm watching, but there's a man in a kilt. Mm. So how can I not watch? (laughs) It's like, oh, a man in a kilt. So. I think, oh, this is interesting. And I start and then I hear the man referred to as Jamie. And I'm like, no way. I mean, this, wow, what a coincidence. (laughs) What a coincidence that I'm watching something as a man in a kilt. And the guy's (laughs) actually called Jamie. So I keep watching and then I figure it out. And I'm like, I jump up and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I start jumping around with my phone thinking, Outlander made into a show. What is this? And I start checking and I figure out what I'm watching. And from then on, you know, <laughs> the rest is history. Now here we are, season five. 
Wow. Oh my gosh, I love it. Wow, that is great. What a great coincidence. What a great story. That's awesome. Yes. And yes. now, well, but, but, and, and then how I found your podcast was I figured um, since there's this show, there must be other things going on. And then I found the podcast and, and I've been hooked ever since. Yay. Wow. Look at this, huh? Look I at love the, the, it. See, this is what the listener feedback episodes are all about. This is it right here. Exactly. These random stories, random things happening, and it's the best. And has Outlander uh, had you go visit any uh, places or meet any people? What what else has Outlander now brought into your life since the show and everything? Okay, yes. I have to admit that since the books were a very big, what I call my guilty pleasure, um, I've extended that guilty pleasure into conventions. I've been to several, a couple actually in the States as well, even though those are, I can tell you, quite pricey for me to fly from here to the States for a convention. Right. But I did it, and it was mainly because I've made friends through um, going to my very first one, um, and that first one I went to was in Paris because mm-hmm. Paris is close. Um, I know that that sounds really exotic. And on the last piece of <laughs> listener feedback, we listened to your uh, to one of us that was telling you she lives in Paris and now she's coming to uh, Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, I forgot her name. Uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, the one in Paris, I was my best friend had breast cancer and she is madly in love with Outlander through me the show she's not read the books and she wanted to meet Sam Hewen so I surprised her by taking her to Paris for the weekend (laughs) and letting her meet um, Sam Hewen and then through that I met just all these amazing friends that I now have and I want to stay in contact with them so Mm -hmm. flying from here to the states to see them seems like a wonderful thing. And I would love to come to Rhode Island. I was really planning to do it this time, but the timing doesn't suit my work schedule, unfortunately. So maybe, maybe fingers crossed, season six, you'll see me there because I, I, you know, you talk so much about your little town. I can't wait to (laughs) see it. I've never been to Rhode Island. You know, that's one of the places I've never been. Well, uh. then, then you haven't lived, my friend. You have not lived because <laughs> Rhodey is Rhodey yeah. is where it's at, and uh, the finale party is even better. So, uh, I'm really excited about the fact that you may be coming in season six. That should be a great thing. So, Mary, you got a yes. you got opening takes. What what do we got for an opening take? Anything oh. to uh, anything to bring before we uh, release the hounds? Well, in case people are wondering, I have rewatched the episode. Even though I said at the beginning of last episode that I was not too keen on watching this one too many times because I just keep thinking about the smell, but I got over it. I got over it and I watched it and I had <laughs> fun and I still was shaking my fist at Claire, saying, "Why do you make these choices, Claire?" Even though I love this about you because it takes us on wonderful adventures. Um, but yes, I've rewatched. I still think it's stinky, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good that like I I just love these people and the wigs are so much better and they're not mm-hmm. distracting me as much. Anymore. I'm just having a blast. I'm sure. having a blast this season. So yeah, I'm excited to see everyone else's thoughts. Nadra, you got an opening take. Well, I um, I do agree that the uh, the show was quite smelly, uh, to say the least. Um, it was also like a horror show. Mm-hmm. What you said in, in the podcast was absolutely right. Um, I felt like I wasn't watching Outlander for a moment. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, that that was my biggest thing. Yeah, my opening take is kind of in in your vein uh, as well, Nadro, which is uh, this show had a great little experiment. Uh, it's nice. It's fun. Uh, it's it was a well crafted episode of television, but the next episode needs to be exceptional and it needs to move the plot forward in i think in in a meaningful way it has to do that because if it doesn't we're going to get lost in the mire so while it was fun while it was fun while it lasted we could all uh you know clap our hands and uh, rub our stomachs and hop on one foot all at the same time and 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 talk outlander and in this cool little Walking Dead inspired episode of Outlander. It's time to get down to brass tacks and let's let's move forward. Here so, we go. Yeah. so yeah, that's my opening take. Well, before we get into the rest of this episode, we want to make sure that you follow us and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Outlander Cast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also find Mary and Blake, myself and Blake, just by searching Mary and Blake. There, you're going to find all of the other things that we podcast about. We don't just podcast about Outlander. Uh, we're actually wrapping up our This Is Us season. So, if you watch This Is Us on NBC, we do have a comp- Companion podcast to that. Um, you could keep up to date on podcasts like that. Uh, also, our blogs, our events, our giveaways, and everything else we do at Mary and Blake Media. You simply just need to go to maryandblake.com. We're so excited about this. And we want to especially welcome people to become a patron. That's right. And if you become a patron like Nadra is, I'm one of our executive producers, you actually have a chance to join us on the podcast, just like she is. Of course, there are many different levels. Uh, and actually, you heard Pat earlier in this episode do the intro. She is one of our um, associate producers. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. She's our she's our co-producer. So, uh, so she's allowed to... Uh, do the intro. Do the intro for, yes. this, for this episode, which is really cool. Anyways, you can do all that by going to OutlanderCastClan.com. Again, that's OutlanderCastClan.com. Become an official member of the OutlanderCast Clan. You get all these cool benefits like we just talked about. So that is that. Mary, are you ready to release the hounds? Sure I am. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. All right, so to kick things off, uh, we had some feedback on the website by Bro PS. Sure, why not? Yeah, I'm surprised Mary gave such a low score, considering this episode is one of the few that is very close to the books, in spite of the smell effect. Marcelly was practicing on a pig. By the way, did you notice Fergus grabbed a quill, but no ink, to write Jamie's notice? Oh, weird. Funny how a rotting dead body in Claire's house doesn't bother her, but a live decaying body in Fanny's house does. Just for your info, the goats would pee Every time they started shooting a scene in the Beardsley house, so the smell was real. Oh, hell no. No. No, thank you. Nope. I'm not dealing with, I'm not dealing with goats. I'm not dealing with goat pee. I don't, I'm not dealing with, I don't even like dealing with cat pee. Never mind goat pee. <laughs> like, what, what are we even thinking about here, dude? Nadja, how do you feel about the, the smell? <laughs> well, I have to, first I have to say that this definitely was, um, very much like the books, as as you know, and I really felt like this is how I imagined it when I was reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I could I could literally smell it. That that is um, well, I I really could. It was that realistic. And um, 
I don't know that it was very comfortable for that long, but I think sort of like you, I was feeling a bit sick at my stomach because I was like, oh my God, this has got to end, mm -hmm. right? I, had, I actually, this is one of the times where I had to stop the episode while oh, wow. watching. I usually don't do that, but I did have to before a moment because I was like, this is a bit much. It, it's going on for a bit longer than what I want. Mm -hmm. it to be you know the spiders and the dirt and the smell and the creepiness mm -hmm. i was like okay i'm gonna take a break and then come back so mm -mm, mm -mm. so yeah. how do we what do we think is gonna happen to fergus's invisible ink note <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh I, I think i do have a i have a small take on this one yes. i actually think that it's going to be printed and the doctor whose name she used um, is going to be not very happy about it. Oh, okay. I like it. So maybe they maybe they hear from Doctor Rawlings. Mm, maybe they yeah. hear from you know, oh because, yeah because you remember the lady said that there's this doctor and so yeah she thought oh so if they listen to him then you know yeah anyway oh but by the way before, before we going to do. before we continue I just want to give Nadra here uh, just something that's very special to me yes. she deserves it. Being in Lebanon, being it's it's three it's now three forty a.m. in the morning. Joining us live on the podcast, Nadra, this goes to you. Yeah, girl, makes me want to shout. There you go, girlfriend. That Get those is dance that moves is on you. from our choreography teacher. <laughs> I like it. All right, this next one comes from Don. Don says, "Hey, Mary and Blake, you guys are knocking me out with these awesome podcasts." You're welcome, Don. KO. I have to say, I really like the creepiness of this episode. I foresee trouble everywhere. you got to say it in a menacing voice, Blake. I foresee trouble everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it's never good when someone just grabs a paper without reading it, and neither Claire nor Fergus read the paper that he took from Claire's desk. I'm wondering if it has something to do with the obituary Frank found telling of uh, Jamie and Claire's death. Ooh, but free will was all about the closeness between Jamie and Claire with some laughs thrown in. By the way, I love this idea. I love this idea. Oh, uh, by the way, she also says, just like I foresee trouble with Bree and Jemmy and mm -hmm. Lizzie being alone on Fraser's Ridge with Bonnet on the loose, who thought that was a good idea anyway? Uh, Bonnet's on his way since Bree told him absolutely everything last season. Listen, Bree's got a good shot, so... I think <laughs> I'm like poor Yeah, that's Roger. true. Yeah, poor Roger. I mean, he's hey, you know Someone what? Someone there can shoot, right? <laughs> L LD. It's LD. Stop it. Oh my goodness. Well, on Facebook, Denise Lynn Urbanowski said, I agree with you, Mary, about the smell. My husband, who is a retired police officer, was yelling at the screen. Never leave your partner alone. Mm -mm, you don't do it. You don't do it. Come on, they, they should be watching Law and Order. They, they, Law and Order knows this. Blue, Blue Buds? Come on, people watch Blue Bloods. Nadja, how do you feel about this when she was going up those stairs? Well, yeah, just exactly the same. It, I, and a lot like what you said, I can't, I, I love that she's an independent woman, but it, sometimes I just want someone to throttle her. It's like, what are you doing <laughs> right? going by yourself? I mean, who... You don't even know what could be up there. It's okay. It's stinky, but yes. stinky doesn't mean safe. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tanya Royston chimes in. She says, I love that they've gotten their footing on how to combine the North Carolina, Scotland scenery. And we have more sweeping outside shots. Mm. Uh, Tanya, I agree with you in, in a big way. I think they've 
finally found a rhythm with how to approach Scotland as it being North Carolina. Uh, but I will say... Because some people may not know that, that this is still being filmed in Scotland. That's correct. Even though it's portrayed as North Carolina. That's correct. And But I will say, and Mary, this is something that we we noticed last episode, yep. and really last episode, um, that they're, they're doing a lot of different transition so- shots and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going from one scene and then we're going to show you this random tree and then it's going to stay on that for about five seconds and then we're going to move on to the next scene. It's almost like they don't know how to edit it properly. Like they, they don't know how to... This tra- episode, it was, it was a, a it little was a in little, your face. It was in your face. And, and you know what? And it was last season that was a real culprit of that too. Agreed. I felt like the it's first... It's the woods, the woods scenes. Like when they're walking through the woods, they don't know how to transition it really smoothly. So they just stick in like, here's a shot to remind you of where they are. Right. But because they also can't go from like, I'll have to double check how they might have done this because they can't sandwich the two same things together. So if they're in the woods and then later on they're in the woods somewhere else, they can't like easily fade it. So they'll just stick like a, here's a shot that kind of looks like North Carolina with no people, like a aerial shot or something. Right. There's no, the, 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 the transition shots rarely show the characters within the frame. There are some good ones like Jamie, when he's going to the big house, though that big transition shot there, you know, that is, that's a big deal. But I think probably most of that is CG. And like, there was also even uh, a CG, uh, a real CG um, uh, scene when they're walking in the woods. Remember when they're all walking through and there's like this one scene with, where they're all in the woods, but it was clearly like a computer generated image. I didn't really get too tied up in that part. But no, but I'm, I'm, but I'm just saying... I think it's also a good way that they can interweave actual shots, possibly, of North Carolina, too. So... Yes. Like the real North Carolina. Yes. All right, what's the next one, uh, Marvin? What we got? Um, Kimberly Elaine says, I have to say five kilts, and I am so excited to rewatch this one. Her good is the Scotland porn and the bear flare. Oh, hey, girl. Her bad is, I get it's a creepy episode, but Alfred Hitchcock wants his birds back. Can you tell that <laughs> movie traumatized me? And Kimberly's great is all the callbacks to previous seasons. Jamie praying over Claire while she sleeps. Mention of Blackjack Randall and Frank. Jamie speaking of his father and our first... Oh, I can never say this. You can say it better than Mon- I can. Mm, that was not I can't do no. that I'm not even gonna try I'm terrible at it of the season and finally the camping scene was so reminiscent of the Highlanders it brought tears to my eyes oh and the bonus is and your name is Sassanac only to my husband Ooh, I like how you said it like that yeah it was like a little naughty like yeah only when we're getting randy uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes I like it I like it um This one comes from Whitney Robbins. She says, the initial feedback is 4.8 kilts. Wow, wow, wow. I was creeped out big time. I am not a scary movie person. By the way, Whitney, neither is Mary. I make her watch one scary movie per year. Yeah. Uh, And this one had me all clutching my pearls and hiding behind the dog. That being said, here is my GBG, the good. Having Claire and Jamie back together for so much screen time, they make sure sure a great... You know what? (sighs) Okay. They sure make a great team. But they, she, he here says, make sure a great team. So I know I usually play this for, for Mary. 
Uh, but I'm going to play this for me now, too. I'm Ron Burgundy? Because what you write, I will read. I will read it. They sure make a great team. Also, when Jamie was basically like a hush woman about Bree and Roger going back. Uh, also, Jamie putting What's Brianna... A, like, what is like, hush It's like woman? hush woman. Like, hush woman. Hush. Stop talking. Ah. Oh. That kind of deal. Okay. Uh, Jamie putting Brianna in charge while they were gone. I have a feeling during that time, the daughter would not be in charge of the ridge, and it just shows how much regard he holds her, and I mm. loved it. The bad. Like, I get that creating a half-corpse, half-living person would be tough, but I feel like, ew, David, not cute, not cute. And the great. The camping scene with the dirty jokes made me think of season mm. one and just gave me the smiles. Also, the kindness Roger and Jamie and Claire showed to Kezi, Kaziah, Kezi, Kezi, whatever. I think sometimes we forget how much we love these characters because they because they've just been such good, wonderful hearts. And I could go on and on and on and on. Whitney, that's right. Nadja, how do you feel about? Um, did you understand this like dirty joke? Because I'm not gonna lie, I didn't get it, and I still don't get it. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, and they're all laughing and Blake and I were like oh ho, ho, we're laughing and I looked at him and I went why are we laughing did you get it and he said no did you and I went no all I could think of is, is Anchorman I was laughing because they were laughing yes right <laughs> what was your kilt rating for this episode uh, okay so this is a funny because uh, a big part of my life involves grading and I love it when the two of you are arguing about the grading scale that is like I, I laugh out loud in the middle of my run whenever I hear that uh, so I actually this is going to sound weird but it's a four which leads to a 4.4 4 because it's a four because at the end mm -hmm. I was like where's Outlander ah yes mm -hmm. But th but here's the funny part, or the, um, yeah, this is the funny part. It's a 4.4 as a total score for me because I did appreciate the attempt they made at being a bit different and how literal it was to the book. But because at the end I was like, where's Outlander? And I dropped the score so low. For the same reason, I also bumped it back up. So I was like, that is really weird, Nadra. But my end score is 4.4. So it's just <laughs> short of being. And for me, 4.5 is an A. Yes. So that's right. So nope, for me, nope, B this plus. is like, a, yeah, exactly. It's not an A. So I 4.4, that's my she and I actually grade things. Okay, no. I may not be a teacher currently, but she is. She knows that a four point five on a five scale is an A. No, no, no. It's, B, it's a B no. plus. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, Blake. It's nope. not for you. Stats, stats are for nerds. Stats are for nerds. Yeah. It's a B plus. Oh my goodness gracious! By the way, get your stats are for nerds shirt at the Marion Blake store. Okay, <laughs> Robin Garrett. Completely disagrees with all of us. Okay, what okay. Do we got? Robin what do we got, Garrett Robin? says, "Yikes!" I was looking forward to this episode, and it was. Dot, 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 not good. Ooh. We need the trombone, Blake. Give it to me. Hold on. Oh, no, no that's, that a, is not, that's not the wrong sound. one. This is what I'm talking about. Ah. This is how Robin feels, guys. And remember, this is listener feedback, and this is why I love listener feedback, because yep, y'all are like totally feeling different things. She gave it a 2.9 kilts. Oh. Now, listen, listeners, if I didn't like this episode for reals, that's what I would have given it, okay? 
Don't worry. 4.5. Still an A. Still an A. But Robin feels differently, and here's why. She said that her good is everything before they left the ridge was fine. Was fine. Was fine. Okay, it was fine. It was fine. Okay. The bad, the directing in this episode <gasps> was awful. So much potential wasted. Shame. Did anyone no. actually feel scared or creeped out? I didn't, said Robin. And the great, that silhouette of Jamie returning on the ridge was lovely. I agree. I think she's talking about the one on the horse. Oh, yes. Can that be my phone background? It can, actually. I, you know, I just want like a trapper keeper. <laughs> With that on the top. Um, I'm saying this, Robin isn't, but Robin says that she's worried for the rest of the season. The preview for this episode got me so excited. I thought they were going to do some really holy sh moments, and for me, there really weren't. I especially felt that the story about the ghosts of the other dead wives was underplayed. I would agree with that. See, I saw the birds as the ghosts being lifted. Well, yeah, but it would have been cool to see something. Nadra, how did you feel? I agree that it was underplayed. And I also agree with you about the bird thing. Um, I thought when I saw the birds, I was like, this is them being released. But for me also, that bird scene just went a tiny bit too long. Tiny <laughs> bit. Tiny bit. Because I was thinking, where did, where were that that many birds? Seriously. So if they had been a tiny bit shorter, for me, it would have been more believable. But definitely, I think it was underplayed. I thought they could have done a bit more with that. Yeah. Uh, oh. Nadra, we actually have a comment here from one of our uh, from one of our uh, watchers. Uh, for, this comes from Karen. She says, "What does it mean when you say where was Outlander? Was what where was wrong? Is Outlander? To you? Yes. What was wrong to you when you say where is Outlander? Like at the end of the episode when you were watching it? Oh, I I didn't feel like I connected with anybody in that episode. For mm. me, when I when I watch Outlander at the end of every episode, there's somebody that I connect with." I didn't connect with any of them. Mm. I understood the story fine. And I know the characters did things, but I didn't walk away with, oh, there was a beautiful moment there that I connected to with one of the characters. That's what was missing for me. Mm. But Got that's it. just, I mean, that's just a personal thing. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of technical stuff and that whole, I mean, I, I disagreed with the previous um, comment about the directing. I thought it was brilliantly done. I just didn't get any character moments there for me. Gotcha. Well, Hutch Connell on Facebook weighed in and said, well done episode for sure. Loved the horror storytelling and time with Jamie and Claire. See, this is what's amazing, guys. I'm, I'm going to take a step back. I know. This is what is amazing is that we are all able to interpret this episode in different ways. Because I, Nadra, I, I felt like... I connected, not connected, but I like loved on Jamie. Like he was my like thing when he was doing that little prayer over Claire. I was like, oh my goodness, I don't do that. But like if I did, that would be me. I'd mm -hmm. be coming home and, you know, thanking, thanking God. Because I don't really go on like, I mean, I go to Target. It's not like I go to like jails and deal with people <laughs> dying or anything like that. Um, but anyway, Hutch says, um, loved the horrifying storytelling with Jamie and Claire. Well shot, well acted. But I must admit, I spent the whole time wondering why they invested quite so much TV real estate in a seemingly dismissible place. The little baby girl and her origin story must mean a lot for moving forward. Otherwise, this episode makes no sense. And Hutch wants to clarify... Just a show watcher. Not just in a bad way, but a show watcher. Yes, yes, so yes. I'll just say, have faith. Yeah, I'm just saying, coming from a show. have faith, faith, from, faith. <laughs> um, You're no, welcome. No matter what, no matter what, from a show watcher's perspective, this was a fun, again, a fun little experiment. But what are we doing? 
what are we doing here? We got we we got a, a a small amount of time and a lot of story to plug in here. It's like uh, f- you know, ten pounds of S in a five pound bag. Oh my goodness gracious! You know, so like okay, let, let's get let's get to the point here. Okay. Let's, let's but so but I understand where that's uh, I, coming from. I want to say something um, also. As for the books, this is my least favorite book, and. In a sense, and I'm I'm sure that I'm going to get some hate over this. I also, when I finished this book, had that same question. Where's Outlander? Mm. I didn't feel like I connected in this book to people as and characters as I did um, in the other books. So just saying. Oh, no, that's great. That's a great take. Uh, We got emails. This one comes from Kathy. She says, I felt compelled to write as I felt this episode was the worst one I have ever seen. Wow. I'm not even sure if I rate it as one kilt. Wow, Kathy. Wow, Kathy coming down from the clouds on this one. Yes. Holy smokes. Uh, number one, during the scene when Jamie came back to Fraser's Ridge to gather more militia, he looked at a sleeping Claire. She woke and they just stared at each other for what seemed like a long time. No. It's called so, eye sex. There's no so glad to see you back. No hugs. Just staring it felt awkward and forced uh number two the scene with <laughs> you just the, let my eye sex roll by i did i i you know hey you know what fine i'll uh that's what she said <laughs> okay number two uh the scene with the two brothers josiah and Keziah, was over the top with the emotional manipulation i was waiting for the tears to start streaming down everyone's faces i wanted to know what he was eating Number three, the Beardsley house and barn was about as disgusting as it gets. Goats, cobwebs, dirt, maggots everywhere. Maggots. maggots. And when go and who goes into a stranger's house and then goes upstairs uninvited? I mean, I would agree. I would. I, <laughs> hashtag agree on this one. <laughs> Number four, Mr. Beardsley looked like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, a living corpse. Just. <laughs> ridiculous i kind of i I disagree with this a little bit i liked how mr beardsley looked he reminded me of the king in lord of the rings um oh the one the two towers with the the white tree who's literally like his soul and like life force being sucked out yes yeah he he, that's that's who he looked listen if i was sitting in my poo and pee i would look like that too eating cold fly oatmeal spidery oatmeal i would I would look I would not be looking like Minute with Mary number five the only good scene for me was the one between Jamie and Mr. Beardsley at the end I thought that was well done overall I was just so disappointed with this episode it was cartoonish in its hype presentation none of the great nuance we have seen in other episodes it takes hyperbole to a brand new level Mm. oof coming off the top rope giving the people's elbow right there (laughs) but this is why I love this episode all right Okay, Heather. Heather wrote in. Hold on to your butts, my friends. Blake, I'm so chuffed to be back in the official circle of trust, but something was weird in last week's listener feedback episode. You actually read out someone else's email, Claire's, and not mine, and then said my name at the end of it. Oh, weird. So I don't know what it was that redeemed me, but dinner fash. I am just sending you a fresh one for this week. Okay. Okay. She would like to give this week's episode a kilt rating of 4.8 because it really floated my boat. Because I haven't read the books yet. I have no idea what would happen, but I must say that I definitely didn't expect something like this. I was kind of surprised they spent an entire episode on these events. Here my GPG is the good. I was ridiculously happy to see much of Jamie and Claire in this episode. I didn't expect her to go on the road with him, and I am delighted that she does. My favorite line in the whole episode is when she says, you need my help. And he replies with absolute sincerity, I always have. 
And I always will. <laughs> Wait, I'm, no, do that again. I always have. And I always will. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that he relies on her strength just as much as she relies on his. They are such an aspirational couple. They are both really honorable, kind, non-judgmental people, but they can also really step into the mark. Where is she from? She writes honorable a different way than I do. Well, she lives in Germany. Oh, that's why. Okay. Um, another good was the campfire scene with all the guys making dirty jokes, including Jamie. Maybe Heather knows what the joke was. Maybe Germans get it. Um, and- <laughs> Let me know if you know what it means, Heather. Let me know. <laughs> oh my goodness. It reminded me of the best way of the rent episode in season one with all the Highlanders. I do still kind of miss them all. As do we, as do we, can you actually get us our, our little, uh, a little Rupert over there, because he's like near and dear in my heart. What do you I want me to do? Hold him. Our little. <laughs> you want me to go get Rupert? I just okay. want to hold him because okay, I miss him. I miss him dearly. I would also like to give the gorgeous costumes a shout out. I'm loving the leather collars on both Jamie and Claire's coats. Really nice work. The bad, rather an odd title card this week. By the way, I truly hope that Lauren Lyle is not a vegetarian. Is not a that would be awkward, right? I also was a little sad that we didn't get to see Jamie say a proper goodbye to Brianna. What if he ended up getting killed on this trip? Great point. The great this episode is very pretty suspenseful. When they arrived at the Beersley's cabin, it felt like a total totally different genre. It really notched up the tension, and the music was super sinister. I was literally on the edge of my seat, and when Claire finds Mister Beadsley lying as if dead, and he suddenly moves, I thought for a split second he was a zombie. Kind of was a zombie. <laughs> All of the makeup and the prosthetics were unbelievably realistic. You could almost literally smell how bad it was in there. And on that note, I don't want to think about who had to carry him down the stairs. We all know who carried him down the stairs. Yeah, that Heather. was Claire. No. <laughs> Even though probably Jamie probably would have said that. He would have been like, you're the one that got me into this. You can bring him down, Doc. That's right. <laughs> you you want to take care this. of him? Bring him down the and stairs. Still, like, did he take off his clothes? Yeah. <laughs> like he literally just got like maggots, pee, oh, oatmeal. Like <laughs> it's like all the stuff. Oh, seriously. Imagine like the swass on that guy. Great acting by Mr. Beardsley, by the way. I really appreciated Jamie's mercy in helping take his life. That Jamie Fraser might be a warrior but he is a warrior with a social conscience and that is what we love about him i hope we get to see fanny beardsley again in the future i find her kind of compelling for those of you who are listening to the podcast you are getting the the great visual of mary pointing rupert at the camera every time she says a sentence which is amazing we need we need more of that oh yes we do we need more of that uh this one comes from christine she said like weigh in what do you feel about all this because heather had a lot to say she's bringing the heat uh, well, I mean, I, I I think that the details about how gory this was, we, we all, I think, completely agree with. Whether we like it or not is something else, but I completely agree with it. Um, right now, and this is going to be slightly off topic, but I, I have a concern with how we're going to move forward with their costuming, which is gorgeous, being that we know that they filmed when it was cold in Scotland. I can't imagine that the actors are going to have less clothing on. And so everything we've talked about lately is how the weather supposedly where they are is warmer. Yeah. So how are they, I mean, how are they going to deal with that in the show? I, I, 
I doubt that we're going to see them wearing less. So seriously, you know, the state is going to carry with us. <laughs> They're like overdressed. We're just going to pretend it's the opposite of global warming happened in this time frame in North Carolina, right? Absolutely. It's crazy. I mean, here we are. For those of you who don't know, Rhode Island was a balmy, and I honest to God mean balmy, 50 degrees today. Yes. We did not wear jackets. We wore short sleeve shirts. So that's how we roll on the East Coast. And in North Carolina, in the spring, they're going to be stinky sweaty if they're wearing all those clothes. So I agree with you. It'll be interesting to see what ends up happening yeah. to the costumes yeah. in the very near future. All right. This one, these uh, ones come from outlandercastclan.com. Uh, Mo C chimes in. She says, hi, Mary and Blake. Nicely done. This episode mm. was so rich with symbolism and emotion uh, in ethical dilemmas. You both brought forward many excellent points to ponder. Jamie with the crucifix got my attention, though. I am thankful that Concerning Mr. Beardsley, Claire seemed to quickly recognize his condition and was able to articulate her medical limitations. Glad she had a handle on it and that Jamie was on a strict timeline or there could have been yet another autopsy in the mix. Whomever did the makeup on Beardsley, head to foot, did a fantastic (laughs) job. You know, there's something that, uh, you know, that uh, Mo brings up here was the crucifix. This was something that was like... In my opinion, this was pretty self-evident. You know, crucifix falls down when when Fanny gets you know pushed into it as she's but as she's manhandling poor Jamie. Like that girl, that girl was bringing it. She had some strength. Talk about the people's elbow, man, dude. She was bringing it. Um, you know, the crucifix falls down off off of the uh, off of the floor. Jamie picks it up later on, puts it back down. But of course, you know, Jamie would. This, this, you know, this is this is no place for God. Where where they are, this is no place for his uh, for his forgiveness and for his uh, for his grace. Uh, at least you know the way that the symbolism works uh, within the show. So you know that was it was pretty straightforward, a little on the nose for my taste, but okay. wor- workable. So you know, while we're talking classy things like Jamie replacing the cross, we have gotten clarification from our friends on Facebook Live. Uh-huh. The joke was about the male member shrinking because of the cold. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Got An it, got about it. face here. We no, go. but you see, no, that was Jamie. That was Jamie's <laughs> joke. But I felt like there was something that Roger said that I couldn't understand. Well, then they said something about laid. It was like, right? I don't know. Someone's the Facebook live people understand. It's going to take me a few times to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, this one comes from Laura Beth. She says, hello from Montana. This hello. one was definitely weird for me. I'm kind of hoping that the paper prints the wrong side of whatever was on the paper Fergus was writing on. Well, because Fergus wrote in invisible ink, <laughs> aka nothing. <laughs> and I'm hoping, oh, hold on, wait. You're a wizard, Harry. There you go. And I'm hoping that it's basic medicinal instructions like Claire and Bree were discussing. The baby. This gives me an outlandish theory as well. Okay, hold on. Wait, wait. We got to play the outlandish theory music just for you. They establish that the baby is not white. I'm hoping that Bonnet will show up while Bree is nursing her because she can. She can play it off as, well, I guess I was wrong. Clearly wasn't your baby. But Bonnet is also too brutal to leave well enough alone and simply move along, especially if he shows up while all the men are off doing their thing. It was a creepy episode. And Mary, you are right. The smell of vision was so well done, it was uncomfortable to watch. Stanky leg. And I'm giving it four kilts because I didn't feel like there was a lot of forward momentum going on, or I just don't know yet. In hindsight, it might be a huge episode. You guys are awesome as always. You get five big blue bugs for this oh, week. Oh, wow, well that's done, a, Laura Best. She knows. That's a good Rhode Island reference there. We have the biggest blue bug on the planet right here. Do we? In, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? You don't know. For, I don't care. For real? I, pfft, 
Whatevs. Guys, just, Stats just nerds. Google Big Blue Bug, Rhode Island. <laughs> You'll see what we're talking about. Like New York has so many, it has a Statue of Liberty. Paris has um, the Eiffel Tower. Thank yeah, you. Sure, why not? <laughs> we, we get a Big Blue Bug. I'm just like, hold on, Mary. I can uh, fill it in. We've got a Big Blue Bug. Karen here says, Roger's joke. They said that he was as hairy as a bear, and he said he had, he'd go out and frighten the guys on watch duty, and no one laughed. Poor Roger. Oh, wait! That's nothing to do with his penis. No, because it was talking. Jamie was talking about how he couldn't find it. You hoop. <laughs> wait, it has nothing to do. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Nadra, tell me, tell me what you think What's about this. What's her GBG? Wait, what? What do you mean? Who? Nadra, she gave her kill rating. Did you have? Were we? Did we already do your GBG? No. See, she said no. No. <laughs> well. Okay. okay. I just want to say that I love that baby, um, the baby thing from the previous uh, reading that Blake just did. Thank you. I love that thing about the baby. That, that's just like that. That one, that means an outstanding. Yes, oh, I oh, agree. You, oh, you know what? Nadja's requesting you. it. Nadja's requesting it. I'm doing it. Oh yeah, girlfriend. Uh, that was actually my next question for you. What you thought about the about this outlandish theory of the week, and uh, if you think that uh, it, it, Steve Bond's going to show up and be like, "Oh, not my kid. Oh well, I'm going to kill everybody. Doesn't matter." Like, what do you think about that? Oh, I, I'll use Mary's term. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you give us your? I think he's just going to smell the bread and be like. Where's the olive oil and Parmesan cheese? <laughs> I don't want none of that moldy bread. No. You're, not, you're not even doing it right anyway with the stupid glass yeah. tops. Put Get some, the glass put some garlic out. on top. Melt some butter. <laughs> Nadra, what's your quick uh, GBG? What do you got? Okay, so my uh, my good is Lauren Lyle. Um, I have to say I love what she's doing with Marsley this season. So anytime I see her, that's going to be my good Add to that, I was glad we got to see a little bit of um, uh, Fergus, Cesar, Dumboy. I thought that was great. That was good. My bad, you're both going to laugh, but it has sort of not a lot to do with the episode, but more the title. So Free Will, every time I read it, I kept thinking Free Willy. Yes. Oh, yes. That was just so bad for me because I guess they know it's not, this is Outlander, Free Will, not Free Willy. But it just kept playing in my head. So, Agreed. You know, like what, when you get a song stuck in your head and you can't get it out, that was my bad. Um, and my great, actually, and contrary to some of the things we've been listening to and reading, um, is the moments between Claire and Jamie. I thought mm. they were beautifully done. And they were, very, for me, they were very intimate. Um, sometimes intimacy is just looking at each other. And I, I appreciated those. So Agreed. that was my great. Very good. Not Agreed. bad. Not bad. Well, Marvin, we got some uh, we got some voicemails to get to here. Yes. What do you say? We, we're, you ready to do it? Yeah. Let's do it. Hi, my name is Debbie, Hi, and Debbie. I live in California. I first discovered Outlander about six months ago, and since then, I have read all the books, watched seasons one through four, four times through, and listened to every episode of Outlander cast. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my this goodness. This season is my first time getting to watch episode by episode with everyone else, and I I am oh. loving it. All right, hold on. We this first of all, she needs an outstanding. She needs a ding. That she needs. We, she needs every drop there is. So first, yeah. okay. Welcome to the family. Thank you very much for listening to all of our episodes in that quick a time. And for you, girl, here it is. 
There are people out there who've been reading the books for a very, 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 very long time, and they still haven't read them all. And she has read them all. This girl plowed through the whole thing. Has rewatched all of them four times and has plowed through the insane amount of podcast episodes that we have for Outlander cast. Dropping the people's elbow on the Outlander fandom. People's elbow from every all over the place. Call of fame no matter what. All right, Debbie, you are. We have to call now Outlander Immersion. I mean, that is amazing. Yes. Debbie, you may may be, you're a candidate. You are like. Mm. A, a candidate elect for the uh, the Marion Blake Hall of Fame. Okay, here we go. I really enjoyed the episode, and my cult rating is a four point seven. Okay, I tried, but I couldn't find a bad. So I'm going to do a good, better, best. My good is Marsley and Claire's scene. I love Marsley, and I am so happy that they're giving her a more active role this season. She is hilarious, strong, and awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm happily married, but I may have a little crush on Marsley. My better is when Claire climbed up those rickety stairs in the Beersley cabin. It gave me all the creepy feels. Yes. Like watching Outlander's version of a horror movie. It yep. was so good. And my best is the sweet scene between Claire and Jamie at the start of the episode. Those sweet, quiet moments are the heart of Outlander for me. And I thought that this one was done perfectly. Well, that's my take on it. Thanks. Wow. You know what? Angela here uh, in, in the clan is saying uh, it, that that uh, Debbie needs a prize. And you know what? She does need a prize. So Debbie, you get in contact with me after you listen to this. Outlandercast at gmail.com. Outlandercast at gmail.com. And you email me. You get any item of your choice from the Marion Blake store. Any item of your choice. I will say you should go for either the Fairy King uh, shirt that we have. (laughs) It's so good. Or that has Murta's face. Or you should get the Stats of a Nerd shirt because that's amazing too. So I'm just going to say that. Outright, oh, okay. There it is. Nedra wants to weigh in. She's in awe of Debbie. I could see. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I. Well, first of all, like I said, she, she, I'm, and I'm glad you just gave her that prize. She really deserves it. I can't imagine anybody going through all of that in six months. I mean, the books, the episodes, all your podcasts. That's amazing. Um, but I, I also agreed with her, uh, her rating and her good, she called it good, better, best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was really nice. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good job. All right. So Debbie, make sure you email me over at outlandercast at gmail.com and, uh, and then we will, we will get in contact. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Marsha from Columbus Hi, with Marcia. my take on episode three otherwise known as Miserable Deliverance on the Ridge. (laughs) So um, instead of Annie, which um, is Kathy Bates' character in Misery, we have Fanny Beardsley. Yes. Annie, Fanny. Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. They are both horrible, terrible caregivers. They're both really creepy, and they're both freakishly strong. I mean, Fanny throws Jamie across the room for crying out loud. Mm onto deliverance references. So, yes, we're not in Backwoods, Georgia, but we're in Backwoods, North Carolina. No, we don't have squealing pigs, but we do have bleeding goats, which are equally disturbing. And all we need is the banjos. Bear, you missed the mark there. But we have plenty to be disturbed by. And I, for one, am really sick of Marsley, a.k.a. Sweeney Todd, um, hacking at animals. I don't need to see that anymore. Um, I need to see more of Jamie and Claire reunion, light-hearted moments, something that's not going to give me nightmares and keep me up at night. So can I put that request in now? Here's 
hoping that that's the case next week. That's all for now. Wow, not bad. Bringing the heat on this one, too. Yeah, I like it. All the pop culture references. Deliverance, Mm -hmm. banjo. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Ashley from Louisiana. I give this episode a kilt rating of a four. The pacing and the transition was great, and I'm loving seeing all the characters interact together on screen. My good was seeing Roger starting to find his place a little bit in the militia and with his new family. He even has a nickname, Roger Mack, and I love it. Mm -hmm. My bad. I would have liked to have seen a few of the lengthy scenes cut in exchange of maybe one more scene, like maybe Claire and Jamie meeting up with the Ridgemen uh, with the baby to see what happened next. I just needed one more scene moving forward. The Claire and Jamie reunion at the beginning was great, but that conversation about militia plans and hunting down Murtaugh was repetitive to us viewers. So maybe it could have been shortened or cut. My great, Jamie Fraser making decisions to be the honorable man that he is. He took in those Beardsley boys without question, freed them from their past, and decided to shoot Mr. Beardsley and free him (laughs) of his misery when it weighted so heavy on him, especially knowing his own father suffered the same illness. Mm-hmm. So hard for him, but he always follows his heart. Thanks, Mary and Blake, for all that you do. Oh, thank you. Nadra, please tell me that you love Jamie just as much as our girl Ashley does. Yes, I do. I do. I do love Jamie. I love Jamie's character. Um, I think that he had some struggles in this episode, so that was interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. I also have to give a tiny shout out to the actor who plays the two brothers, Isaiah, Josea. Um, I think that that actor exa- is exactly what I imagined when I read the book. I think yes. that mo- more than any of the other casting, that one is a perfect casting for me. But yes, I love Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Hi, my name is Angela, and I am from upstate of South Carolina. Hey. I want to give this episode a kilt rating of four, which I know is really low, but I don't want to be negative, but I didn't really like this episode. Okay. I'm I'm a show watcher only. I should say that. Uh, it held my interest, but it felt like a thriller spinoff starring Jamie and Claire. Um, True. True it that. It didn't progress the story, and I really want to know more of what's going to happen this season. And it reminded me of season three, which is really not my favorite. But Mary says it's important, so I'm hanging in there. <laughs> but things that I did like. Um, I did like that Claire allowed this guy to die. I'm still recovering from Crim de Menthe when she tried to save the guy. Yes. Ra- tried to rape her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, do no harm has to have some limits. And I did like seeing Roger doing work, at doing work, and I'm hoping to see him grow in his role as captain. They seem to be pointing out that he is a, quote, captain a ton in the previously on Outlander. So I have a theory that that's going to be important somehow. Yes, it will be. And I do want to say that I love the podcast so much, and I really appreciate Blake's cinematic take on things. Mm. And it just helps me see stuff totally differently um, since I don't think like that. So um, I really actually like the episode better after hearing some of Blake's commentary. So Yay. I just want to say thanks and love the show. Oh. Bye. Well, thank you very much. And uh, I'll, I will take the compliment and I will say that's because <laughs> I'm awesome. I can't help it. <laughs> you <laughs> are awesome. Yeah. See, Nadra's got my back. Nadra's got my back. <laughs> you know, this, this is for Angela and this is for, uh, for Nadra. Bam. Just like that. It's because I'm awesome. I have to put up with this every day, ladies and gents. (laughs) 
Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Cheryl from Whitestone, Virginia. Hey, Cheryl. I'm calling about episode 503, Free Will. Yep. So, Blake and Mary, thanks so much for your podcast. I started listening about a year ago, and this is the first time I'm ever calling in. Ooh. I guess I get that beeping. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I gave it a 4.7. My good was that so many book elements were tied in, which I loved. The bad was actually just how wonderfully gross and bad uh, the makeup was on Beersley. So lifelike, unbelievable. My great was Jamie giving Beersley the option to pray at the end mm-hmm. and ask for forgiveness and then Beersley denying it and saying no. So one thing I wanted to point out, Mary, you said in your um, podcast this week, you guys said, where did the guy go from last week that was supposed to be buried? Well, ready? I think he's buried under the house and the white sow ate him. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it. Thanks for nom, nom, you guys. Nom, nom, I love nom. it. I'm having a great time and I really appreciate all of it. And I'll talk to you again. She, Bye. She laughed at her own joke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she is part of our our clan for sure. <laughs> oh, Cheryl! Oh, that was awesome. Oh, well done. Laughed at her own like she she knew it was coming, and she was well like, "I gotta done. laugh. I can't. I cannot laugh." So good. Oh, that was good stuff. That was good. Hello, Mary and Blake. This is Anne from Denver. I'm calling in reference to episode five hundred three. Okay, and. I just wanted to leave a comment about how, since this is not my favorite book in the series, and the scene or that's depicted in the book that they translated into the show is really not one of my favorite scenes either. I think they did a great job technically on getting it just the right sense of eerie and um, a little bit crazy. Mm. I enjoyed how the edits that they made and the focusing on like the wax dripping off of a candle and the strange looks out of Mr. Beardsley's eyes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very interesting and very kind of technically very cool. And I definitely give it up to Paul Gorman for being able to pull off both uh, Josiah. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. Was that me? That was you. (gasps) That was my fault. Oh, uh, all right. Hold on. Let me let me see. We if I have can... two mice for Blake's computer, so I can like keep an eye on live comments on listener feedback. <laughs> but in the process, I got rid of you. Messing messing with the with the program here, kid. So sorry. So sorry. All right. Hold on. I gotta. I Nedra, gotta... can you help fill some dead air with me? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm. I'm glad she just reminded me. His name is Paul Gorman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a minute ago, I was talking about him and I couldn't remember his name. You're like, he's so good. So there she came up with it. You know what I like about listening to all the, what the other fans think is that we, whether we are in total agreement or not, we all share common links. You know what I mean? So, you know, somebody will say, I thought it was a four point, let's say eight, but this is the reason why. And I agree with the reasons why I might not agree with the rating. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. someone else will say this was a one because of these reasons. And again, maybe I don't like the number one, but I think the reasons are great. So yeah. I love that. Uh, awesome. K- Karen Payne here is, is saying that she wants to see Mary Sassanak. Listed. Oh, no, 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 so no. So I give her just a <laughs> li- little, bit of, little bit of a drip here of uh, Makers 46. There you go. I'll have a little bit more of myself. And uh, this one, this one's for you, Natra, too. Uh, let's get on to the next one because I lost that one since Mary ru- since Mary ruined it for us. She ruined it all. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. <laughs> next one's up. 
Hi, Mary Blake. This is Eliza from Atlanta, Georgia. I guess I was too late to get in last week. On to episode 203. This part of the book disturbs me more than any part in the entire series, more than BJR. Can I just say, her name's Eliza, and all I could think of is Eliza! That's all I could think and of. And Peggy. Here comes the General Washington! I think they did an excellent job. I thought they made changes that flowed well. I gave it a four kilts out of five. The cinematography was great, but I felt odd, like it was lacking. I felt like I was watching Dexter, not the redhead I Ooh. wanted. My good was the community by the fire. I want to feel a connection to the people on the ridge, and I feel it's just lacking. Book Mrs. Bug is very much like Mrs. Fitz or Mrs. Padmore yeah. mm-hmm. from Downton Abbey. We need more of this, if nothing else. My bad are some of the costumes. Jamie's new coat. I can sew butter- buttons better than that. <laughs> Claire's cardigan, I could have bought at Walmart. Some of the others look good, but the quality looked down. Very polyester looking. Mm-hmm. My great were some of the were the kittens on Kezie's pants. I will say that I miss a lot of the sexy bits here and there, but yeah. I can take they can't take my book memories. All in all, this was a very sour bit in the book, but it came out tasting very sweet. I'm looking forward to next week, but I'm going to be a bit late watching it because the Azalea Storytelling Festival is next week in LaGrange, at LaGrange, Georgia, and they feature a lot of storytellers from North Carolina Ridge, where some of the purest Celtic songs and stories are. Wow. Until next week, Slunge. Oh, by the way, I got my Sassanac whiskey pre-ordered. All right. That a girl. That, you know, nice. the, the wee chitties, the little, little, little kittens. Uh-huh. That was a sweet moment. Can you imagine? So our cat generally sleeps on Blake and my like legs when we go to sleep. Can you imagine like just wiggling out of your pants so Lumos could stay <laughs> on your pants? No, thanks. No, no. My cat would be off the pants and I'd be running away with my pants. Yeah, with your pants on. With my pants on, as a matter <laughs> of fact. Or else get made fun of by the guys by the fire. <laughs> Listen, ain't much of a show anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Kathy from Cleveland. Hey, Kathy. Well, this season's been quite a roller coaster so far. After venting my spleen last week, I'm giving this episode 4.9 kilts. Ooh, Would okay. have been a five, but I still hate the voiceovers. Mm-hmm. I could have come up with some bads, but they're all kind of trivial. So for my GBGs this week, I'm going with good, better, and great. My good, seeing Jamie pray when he walked into the house yes. and he saw Claire sleeping. And again, when he asked Beardsley if he would pray for forgiveness was something I've been hoping for for a long time. We've seen his spiritual side in bits and pieces, but to have such a dark episode almost bookended with prayer seems somehow right to me. Yeah. Yep. My better, every detail about the portrayal of Aaron Beardsley was spot on. Christopher Fairbank did an amazing job using little more than his eyes, and the makeup and prosthetics were so realistic, I thought I was back at the hospital. If I was a praying person myself, I'd be thanking God they haven't yet perfected smell-o-vision. <laughs> and my great, as a book reader, I've been wondering what they would do with this part of the story. I thought they either had to work around it or go all in. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something they could just touch on and move on. Yep. So as creepy as it was, I'm really thrilled that they went all in. Bye, guys. See you next week. Thank you, Kathy. Yay. Way to be. Way to be. Now, do you got anything on that one? Oh, I, I, think, I think she did a brilliant job. I really, I mean, totally spot on. Right? Maybe a bit high in the in the rating for my, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> she was spot on in her details. I love yeah. it. I love it. All right, let's get the next one. 
Hi, Outlander cast. It's Alyssa calling again from Saskatchewan, Canada. Hey, Alyssa. Well, it's Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Say that five times. Saskatoon, I was super disappointed with this week, and I'm a huge Outlander fan, so I don't say that very lightly. Okay. I I feel like them going around trying to gather up the militia, I feel like we did this before. This yes. just feels like the end of season two again. There's nothing new happening. I feel like I'm going to get so bored and I hope they don't do this for the whole season because I'm already bored. The Beardsley house. Yes, it was Mm. creepy. I didn't mind it, but we were just there for way too long. Mm -hmm. What I need, I need more sex scenes between Claire, (laughs) between Claire and Jamie. I am missing the sex scenes. I am missing that connection. Mm. Yeah, it's great that they're out together, but I mean, they're dealing with like rotting half dead bodies. That's not exciting. (laughs) So anyways, not super impressed. If I were to give this a kilt rating, it's going to be low fours, like 4.1. Oh, I don't think I've ever given an episode that low of a kilt rating before, but it was just so boring. Creepy, but boring. They spent way too much time in that house and it went nowhere. I mean, I hope that they, you know, these characters come up in some other point and there was a whole method to this madness. Patience. Give me some more sex. Give me some more Marcy and Claire. I want to see that medicine happen. Listen, they could not have sex. Thanks again. In that house, honey. No, there's no sex. Because let's be real. Like Claire and Jamie, they've they've got no shame in their sex game. Talk about the coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) But they've got no shame in their sex game. They're like, we're on a boat, like with everybody listening, let's do it. Like we're we're in the grass next to everybody. Let's do it. Like they're down to do it all day, every day. And I was just sitting there. But they draw the line at goats. They did the they did draw the line at this episode, <laughs> and I'm very thankful for that moment. I still can't believe yeah, they I mean, Sorry, go ahead, Nadra. Rotting stinking bodies do not lead to sexy moments. No. No. <laughs> nope. But I'm surprised they didn't do a little something something when he first got home. Just you know, just maybe, you know, just a tickle here or there. You said so they had eye sex. <laughs> All the eye sex. Yes. I still can't believe they actually fell asleep in that house. Like Jamie. Seriously, after he carried him down, he probably should have stayed up all night washing his clothes with Tide. After he carried him down the stairs. in the river. Yes. Yes. Anything other than fall asleep in that house. Anything. They could do a jig. They could play Monopoly. Don't fall asleep in that friggin' creepy (laughs) AF house. Okay, next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Sharon calling from Chicago. I'm going to give this episode a big fat five kilts. I absolutely loved it. It's everything that I love about Outlander. Um, My my good was meeting all the new people coming aboard. Um, One of the things I loved about season one was seeing who is playing each character and how they introduced them and just... I just love the twins in the book so much. It was great to see them. Um, and then, gosh, I don't even, I'm not even going to separate them. Uh, every, I love the <laughs> boots. I'm with you, Mary, especially Fergus's, Fergus's boots. I couldn't yes. take my eyes off of those boots with the buttons up the side. Gotta go to DSW. Uh, the clothes are just DSW. so great. Even the most raggedy of the clothes are wonderful. Um, and I really didn't mind uh, the spookiness. I guess I was ready for it because Outlander has that, um, you know, that other worldly quality to it with the traveling and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and the grossness, I, I can see where you're coming from, Mary, but Diana loves yuckiness. She does. And I know the books are different, but she's a producer in the show. Um, I remember in book two, there was the hangman's butter. Yep. And then in this book, The Fiery Cross, she goes into 
very strong detail about changing Jemmy's diaper. Um, so that's just the way Diana likes it, I think. Um, but again, this is a big fat five. I really loved it. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate that. Uh, I think we got the last one here. Are you ready for the last one? I am ready. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Dina, and I'm calling you from the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia metro area. Of we the love East that Coast. area. Love How it. are you? I'm hey. well. I wanted to throw out an idea for a suggestion for a video and or podcast or subject for your show. Okay. This is more or less a challenge coming from myself being a history buff Ooh. to Blake being a historian. Ooh. I wanted to challenge you to see whether or not... Um, in the course of your history um, education, okay. if you ever remembered hearing of a pirate figure by the name of Steed Bonnet, not Stephen Bonnet, but Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet. Believe it or not, there was actually a pirate that was active during the same Arr. time frame as the infamous Blackbeard the pirate and a lesser known pirate by the name of Benjamin Hornigold. H-O-R-N-I-G-O-L-D. Okay. All three men were active purportedly during the time frame of the 17-teens to the 1720s. Mm. And I was just wondering whether or not you would consider doing a podcast that was dedicated to the history of piracy. Thank you. That is a good question. Nadra, I'm going to pose this question to you. Would you fancy a podcast about piracy? Oh, I, I would love to. I would love to listen to that, Blake. Seriously, I mean, of course, during the uh, uh, Droughtlander. Oh, yes. yes, 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 absolutely. I would, I would love that. I think I think it's a, a beautiful idea. Okay, I, I will admit, I'll be the first one to admit that uh, I know very little about pirates. I, oh my gosh, I we know... are obsessed with the show Oak Island. Though, yes, yes, where it yeah. may be pirate treasure. So, we don't really know. so. <laughs> I will have to do some research and make it or, or make myself pose to be an expert on it <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Or maybe I'll, I will bring in an actual expert about pirates Ooh, and yes. then we'll interview. Yeah, that, that, that would be amazing. That I bet we amazing. have some pirate experts in Rhode Island. I would not because Rhode Island, dude, Rhode Island's full of pirates. We're all We're all about the peeps. pirate life. Listen, Rhode Island is like Rhode the Island rebels. Was the, Rhode Island was the prison colony for for uh, Massachusetts. That's why Blake met me, and he was like, "I want a bad girl." So <laughs> no, so no. I will, I will, <laughs> I want a bad girl. No. <laughs> so who doesn't uh, know the most simple like <laughs> jokes? <laughs> So I will I will leave it to you, the listeners. We comment here on Facebook Live, and for you, the podcast listeners, send us a message, send us an email. Let me know if you do want a podcast episode about pirates uh, and the history of piracy, and I will gladly do one for you as long as that there's an appetite for it. We will do it as long as you don't bore me. Uh, Yes, I know. (laughs) Sometimes when Blake teaches me. History. That's why I got to bring in a real expert because you'll listen to the expert. You That's what I do when me. I can't go to sleep, guys. When I'm having insomnia, <laughs> I'm like, Blake, tell me about this thing. I wonder if we call Johnny Depp. Do you think he'll come on the podcast talk to us about he, pirates? I don't want him right now. Yeah, that's true. That's not true. A, uh, not in good favor. Although, although there is going to be a sixth pirates movie written by the guy who wrote Chernobyl, Craig Mazin, which I'm very excited. I stopped about. watching those pirate movies a while ago. I know you did, and Johnny Depp may be coming back for uh, for the sixth. Oh, one. If Kira Knightley isn't there, I'm not. 
all set. You're if out. Orlando you are Bloom, out. If, if Orlando Knightley. and Kiara aren't there, done. Orlando's going to be back. What else is he doing? What else has he got going on? He is living off of royalties exactly. and wearing a white wig and sliding and pretending <laughs> to be like Lux. <laughs> Putting in his blue contacts. <laughs> Sometimes. What yeah. Is- did you happen to watch Carnival Row? I mean, this is off topic, but um, did not watch that. that. Yeah, I know. I I do want to watch it, but I have not yet watched it. Which is about fairies. It is worth your time. It's about you fairies. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cara Delvinia is is in it, uh, and yeah. she's a lot. Like she's in Scottish it fairies. Um, no, like donate the flowers. Yeah, no, not that, not that. Oh. Different kinds of fairies. I don't know. What what else? Listen, yeah. I saw fairy porn. It has ruined my idea of fairies. Okay, I'm not someone who watches that stuff. And in college, in college, my girlfriend was like, let's go over this boy's room and hang out. And I was like, okay. And that's what they put on. I didn't, A, I'd never seen porn before in my life. And then B, I didn't know that they did this. And then, and then... I hung out with my music major friends like the same year and they watched vampire porn. <laughs> when, when, the, when the people would um, finish, the girls would turn to vampires and them. I thought that this was what people did. I For years, I was like, why do people watch pornography? People are weird. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. No, 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 no. Guys, don't Google it, but just know in your heart that I like, you know, those little fairy wings that like kids wear when they go to fairs and they dress up. It was like grown men wearing those. Why are you telling everybody about fairy porn and vampire porn? If they made it this long into listener feedback, they deserved it. Say it out loud. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I won't tell you the third one that I was exposed to in my oh, freshman year of college. No, no. We don't, we, we don't need to know. You don't. We don't need to know. that. We're going to leave on that one, ladies and gents. We're going to leave on that one. You're welcome. Oh, man. Okay. All right. You ready to close this bad boy out? Yes. All right. Let's, uh, let's close this one out. Hold on. Yeah. Oh. Got me some free, free willy happening here, baby. Hold me like the river Jordan, and I will then sing deep. You are my friend. Carry me. Okay, this, this, this is not like karaoke. <laughs> then why are you playing it? You know this is my jam. This is your jam. No, go ahead. No, it's okay. No, no, we're going to bring it. It's okay. No, here it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done, I swear. I swear. We're done. But this is us. Writers forum are going to continue to listen to our podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this, the most absurd episode of listener feedback. Of talking this, about, about fairy porn. Still, and we don't need to bring it back up. Pirate porn and vampire porn. You know what I do want to do is I want to thank 
people who take the time to go on their phones, on their podcast apps, and leave a written review and rating. It makes Blake and I smile so much. We sit down, and I eat breakfast. Blake doesn't eat breakfast until much later. Nope. And I'm like, look at it. We got a new review. Someone listens to us. We want to thank LoveBren805, who said, thanks so much for your insights. I just started watching Outlander in November 2019, and am... And am addicted. Oh. Have watched all the seasons and almost finished with book eight. I'm so grateful that I can go back and listen to your older podcast. I don't know of any other fans. And it's so nice to finally feel up. This is not the best part of the song. You can bring this up. You don't, don't, you don't like, like the bridge? No, I don't like the bridge in this okay. song. <laughs> it's so nice to finally meet, be a part of an Outlander family because of you two. So thanks you. Thank you, Brenda, so very much. How about this part? This is good. This is basically... This is the vibe that Blake and I get every time the new Outlander intro comes on. Oh, yeah. Like, you just want to, like, clap. Got got to clap, snap. Got to snap. (laughs) So. Okay. Sorry. I was was feeling Michael. You're really into this I was feeling Michael. Um, Of course. uh, We come out with these new episodes every single week. And it is so much thanks to the members of the Outlander Cast Clan who make this possible. So if you're not a member at OutlanderCastClan.com, check it on out. We want to especially thank our associate producers, Angie, Carolyn, Celine, Dawn, Diane, Jeffrey, Jennifer, Marilyn, Maureen, Patricia, Siobhan, and Valerie. And as well as our co-producers. And does the co-producer want to come on up my computer? Come on. Let's see if it works. Blake, take over for me. Uh, well, we're gonna ha- I'm going to have to... S- no, you do not here. need Michael anymore. You can move on. No, no, no I'm, I'm keeping Michael. Michael's oh staying around. I'm, 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 you can't you can't just say no to Michael. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, what else do you want people to know? Well, you can also just find us at maryandblake.com, where you can find all of our podcasts, uh, including um, uh, "This Is Us" too, uh, a Crown podcast, uh, as well as the Game of Thrones podcast, a Hamilton podcast. We got we got things we got things for days okay over here so uh we're, we're quite excited about all the different podcasts that happen at maryandblake.com and See, you lost it too no i didn't lose nothing i'm bringing it up right now there we go you can thank the the associate producers no we're doing co- the co-producers okay yes uh amanda and lee barbara dana janet keelan Lori ellen marianne meredith Raynal, sharon tina and whitney thank you those are our co-producers and of course the executive producers who uh is right here one of us right Woo! now Nadra, say thank you. Yes, that's right. Uh, Anne and Bobby and D, Jen, Katie, Kirsty, Martha, our girl Nadra, Peg and Sarah. So yes, that is that. Thank you guys for tuning in. For now, lasses and lads, my name is Mary. My name's Blake, and joining us is Nadra. That's my girl. Blake. Oh, it's my birthday princess week. That's right. Thank you so much, Nadra. <laughs> I really you. appreciate that. Thank Let's you go to guys the, for having me. You're welcome. Let's go to the cool sounds of Michael. And my tribulations. Do I doubt? Do I doubt? And you've been and listening to Outlander Cast. In my mind. The most absurd Outlander Cast episode. This is what happens when you get to the Beardsley's house. Stuff gets weird, man. Hey, th- you, you get that you make some bad decisions? You make really bad decisions like watching Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with my truck and that whale? And that whale. Yes, Blake and I recently watched Free Welling. <laughs> what are you doing with that truck? My whale. Okay, let's go. Okay. Wrap it up. Tomorrow. <laughs> I'll never let you part. <laughs>
Like you got to the weird part. Stop letting Michael whisper in our ears. Sorry. Okay. Let's Stop. Okay. Oh, he's so. There okay, it is. Turn that off. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm telling you, you have to just stop it at the bridge. You just have to accept it for what it is. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.